So today's lesson was a good one, and I wanted to share that with us today. So let's pray, and then we're going to go into the word of the Lord for today. And their particular reference scripture is coming from Proverbs 29 and 1. Proverbs 29 and 1. And I may read most of the scriptures today because I'm going to share several passages with you about this particular topic. Proverbs 29 and 1. That's the one we'll all read together. Proverbs 29 and 1. Um, We'll read that together. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you so much for such a wonderful spirit being in this place, God. Holy Spirit, we thank you for setting the atmosphere for praise and worship, for worshiping God and giving him glory. We so enjoy the presence of the Lord in a light and, and happy and even a worshipful way. Thank you, Lord, for meeting our needs through song today. And we thank you, Lord, and pray that you receive the glory and that you receive our sacrifice of praise. Now, Holy Spirit, set the atmosphere that makes teaching easy. Open our ears that we might hear what the Spirit of the Lord has to say to the church. I make our hearts receptive to what God would want us to receive. Because, Lord, I need the tongue of a ready writer and the Spirit of the Lord to stand up in me and speak the word of God boldly and proclaim it with the anointing of God because we don't want to leave here like we came. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Let's read Proverbs 29 and 1 together. Proverbs 29 and 1. Amen. That's Proverbs 29 and 1. And you can be seated. Now, I know initially that may sound like a difficult scripture or a hard scripture, a hard way of looking at it, because the scripture says in the NIV version, a man who remains stiff-necked after many rebukes, somebody say after many rebukes, will suddenly be destroyed without remedy. Now, if you're listening, are you listening? Can you hear what I hear? That's our topic. Do you hear what I hear? And sometimes when you're sitting down listening to the word of the Lord, based on where you are in your life, the word of God can go out to a congregation and everybody can hear something differently. But also, sometimes we struggle with listening. We struggle with hearing. And I know we do because we choose to do things often our own way. Despite what we've heard in the word of the Lord, despite what we say in our own confession of faith, we said that my life will be better after I've heard and done the word of the Lord. And in most of the scriptures, many of the parables that Jesus taught, he said, listen, honey, listen. Or he'll said, hear what the spirit of the Lord has to say to the church. And then the scripture says, he that hath an ear, let him hear. There are many passages that start off like that. But when I look at our lives, I have to wonder, do you hear what I hear? Because if you hear what I hear, we ought to all be living the same way. Yeah, I mean, we may not not be serving God 
in the same way because Sister Nita may be a usher or you may be a teacher or somebody may be a pastor, but when it comes to my daily life, do you hear what I hear? See, my life shouldn't be any different than your life and your life shouldn't be any different than my life because we are hearing the same word. Hopefully, we're hearing the same word. Amen? That's just one passage that talks about listening. But let me share uh, another passage with you that talks about listening in the word of God. Proverbs 1 and 5. And if you don't, you know, if we move through these uh, rather quickly, you can write them down. Or I would uh, encourage you, inspire you, inspire Inspire meaning, see, I don't know if y'all listened last week. Sperare meaning breathe. In meaning into. So I would breathe into you this encouragement that you would pick up a copy of the CD after church. Or, oh, it's no CDs no more. Or you have to get on the list with, you have to get in the group me text. I don't know if it, a lot of us are in group me. Faith Temple has a little group me thing app. All you have, you have to, after church, if you don't have it, come to me or Sister Lisa or Sister Patricia. I know we are all in it. Or I think Sister Anita's in it too. And we can show you how to get in that app. And in that app, if you don't, um, in the Faith Temple part of the group me app, if you don't, uh, or aren't able to attend the Bible studies for whatever reason, the recorded Bible study is in that app, just like the recorded lesson for today will be in that app. So you can listen later in your own leisure time so that you can be sure you heard the same thing everybody else heard. Sometimes information goes over a period of 30 minutes or 40 minutes. After about 25 minutes, you start dropping information and picking up new information. So you might need to re-listen to something later to make sure you heard everything. Does that make sense? Okay, Proverbs 1 and 5 says, let the wise hear and increase in learning, and the one who understands obtain guidance. Let the wise, a wise person will do what? Hear. And after that, if you really heard what was appropriate, it says the next thing that should happen is what? An increase in learning. Surely if you learn something, the next best thing to do is apply what you've learned. Doesn't that make sense? Because it's like to me, if I learn that fire is hot, look like I wouldn't stick my hand in fire. Because even if I did one time, look like I learned after that experience that I can get burned. You can get burned in the natural. Are you listening to me? You can get burned in life. And it looks like you would find out that if you experience something in life that was difficult or challenging or hurt you, and you learn that you got burned from it, look like you would listen to that lesson. Listen, honey, listen. Listening is important. Hearing is important. And if we come to church every Sunday and we don't hear or we don't learn or we don't increase in our learning, I don't know why we're here. 
We come in this house to praise God, worship, strengthen each other, but we should also learn something. So today we want to learn about listening. We want to learn the importance of when we listen and we learn new information, how to apply it and change our life. Anybody ever learned anything in your life? Every day? If you listen, you can learn. If you listen, life is always trying to teach you. If you listen. But it has to constantly teach because we're not always listening. If you listen, you can learn something watching television. If you listen, you can learn something in a commercial. If you listen, you should have learned something in his worship songs this morning. Brother Steve played a song, said he's able. Did you hear it? But then when you learn, but have you learned that he's able? Do you, the song goes on to say, I know that he can do it. Did you hear that? He said, he said, God said, you're not talking about I said. He said he'd help me through it. Why? Because he's able. The scripture says, my God is able to do exceeding abundantly above and beyond all I could not just ask, but what else? Think. I should drop the mic and go to my seat right there if you heard that. I, I almost did it on you. I almost dropped the mic on the floor and went. Because if you're listening and you heard that scripture that says, my God is able. We don't do some things because we think we're not able. But he never said you were able. He said, I'm able to do exceeding. The scripture goes on to say that I can do all things through Christ, not through me. That's why we sing those songs like his strength is perfect. You never felt like giving up? And then you never heard a word that inspired you? Huh? I was on the Bible study line. I think it was Thursday night. I was broke up from the flow. I was tired. But some words I heard on that line that night redirected my train of thought. Lifted me up for another mile or two until I hear another one. But it redirected me. And it reminded me that my God is faithful. Faithful. He never lets us down, and he never leaves us. I had a friend call me. He's going through a hard situation, very difficult. And I said, I know you don't want to hear anything about God right now, so we're not going to talk about him. Because if you talk about him wrong, I'm going to have to come for you. So let's just not talk about him right now. Then he called me back and said, I told another friend of mine, I don't want to hear nothing about Jesus. Nothing about God. This is a Christian. This is a believer. And that's okay. Believers go through this. I know y'all don't believe that. But, but, but believers in Christ go through times when they don't want to hear you quote a scripture to them. They just want you to be there. I know what the word says. And eventually, I'm going to get back on track. But for right now, I want to feel what I feel. 
I feel mad. I feel sad, upset, whatever. So quit telling people they ought not feel what they feel because you're making them fake and fraud because people are going to feel what they feel. It's just natural, just like feeling happy. It's just like turning a person and saying, stop feeling happy. That's crazy. That's crazy. I'm feeling happy. You're not going to stop me from feeling happy. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? Okay, so if you hear what I'm saying today and you're learning and you're a wise person, then we're going to apply everything that we hear today, at least one thing. If you take one thing from here today and, and increase in learning and apply it to your life, then you've learned something, right? And today, if you learn to listen, then you've really learned something. And sometimes you have to listen in the middle of somebody arguing with you. Somebody has to listen. Somebody can't be the person. Everybody can't be in, the, in on the fight. Or, or nobody's listening. Eventually, you got to be able to hear what somebody's trying to tell you, even though they're telling you in a crazy way. Because some people have a struggle to control their emotions. And they can just be wanting to get out their point of view, but they feel so passionate or hurt or whatever that they're screaming or crying out their point of view, but they're still telling you something. Are you listening? Are you busy putting your point of view out? Their point of view, your point of view, their point of view. You're so defensive you can't listen. That's the person I want to tell something to. I was telling my cousin this morning. I want to tell something to right now. But I hesitate to share something with them that they need to hear because I know it's going to turn into a point of them trying to defend instead of listen. If people love you, they're not trying to destroy you. But somebody got to be able to tell you something. Somebody got to tell the story. So I'm going to tell him what I need to tell him, but I'm going to text him. <laughs> I'm going to text him because I don't feel like no drama today. And then block him. She say, text him, then block him. <laughs> text him, then block him. That remind me of Deke. Deacon Johnson, when uh, God rest his soul, when Deacon Johnson was with us, Deacon Johnson used to say, I'm going to tell you the truth if I, gotta, if I have to run after I tell you. But I'm going to tell you. So that's one of those moments. I'm going to tell you the truth because I want you to know the truth. The Bible says it makes you free. It'll free you up. It puts you in the right place. The truth does. But people don't always like to listen to the truth. If the Bible says, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. That's real. Do y'all know that's real? And I'm not talking about, let me tell you how real that is. If you're in a situation with somebody, I always tell people that anger is a secondary emotion. Anger meaning it shows up because people feel empowered when they're angry, like I can handle the situation. But there is a truth before anger that people are afraid to expose because it makes you feel vulnerable. And you left open to that person. And you may not want to be open to them because you're afraid of what they might do if you left open. So you get angry instead. If you examine your emotions the next time you get angry, if you listen to me right now, and I want you to see if you're actually sad, if you're actually hurt or embarrassed, if those are the things that's actually happening, one of those things that makes you feel vulnerable. But until you tell that, you're not going to be free in yourself. 
If you walk away from that situation telling, saying they made me mad, first of all, being mad is your own situation. That's based on what's inside of you, what makes you angry. Righteous indignation is different. But a lot of us get angry for different things. And some people, you can tell them the, the same thing to somebody else and they wouldn't get angry about it. Now, I don't know if something, I'm going to use you, Mary Booker, you mind? I don't know if something's wrong with Mary Booker or not. But I've never seen Mary angry. Like, angry like going off angry. I've never seen her like that. And I hope you let me use her, Anita, but I'm a user. Um, my dear friend that's no longer with us, sister, she gone, but she can make you angry. <laughs> Anita said, oh, Lord. She can make you angry. And I seen her wear Mary Booker out one day. Right back there at that sound booth. And I was wondering, Lord, when is Mary Booker going to say something? See, Mary said, it's respect regardless of what she said to her. She's older than her. So she said, it's respect. But I'm sitting there going, mm, nah, she needs some re-education. Should I re-educate her? But it's not my fight, it's Mary Booker's. And I'm looking at Mary Booker, and I'm learning. Some things you just got to let fly. If it don't apply, let it fly. Some people are just walking around this world, a walking keg of dynamite. Because they haven't told themselves the truth about their situation. Some of us haven't told the truth about why we are the way we are. Your upbringing and your childhood has everything to do with your adulthood. Everything to do with it. And somebody once wrote, and I don't know who wrote this, said an unexamined life is not worth living. I don't know if it's not worth living. But I know you can't live your life to the full if you don't examine it. The Bible tells you about taking inventory where your life is concerned. The Bible tells you about that. So it's important. That's why God wants you to listen to the word of the Lord. You know why? Because if you're wise, you're going to listen. And what's going to happen? You're going to learn. And if you learn, you're going to increase. God is all about the increase. He's all about that. But some of us, depending on the way we were brought up, we have to be broken before we can be increased. We can't hear. Huh? No, usually like, Pastor Brown, I hear what the word of the Lord say. Well, what's the situation? If you're hearing what God says, how come you still cussing your neighbor out on the street all these years later? All these years later. If you're hearing what the word of the Lord says, how come you still saying, Pastor Brown, I ain't there yet? Some of us been together 20 years, and you still talking about, I ain't there yet. Well, if you hear it 20 years later, you must not want to be there. Because ain't nobody rushing you, but please, please do something. If you hear it, if you hear good information, your life 
if you learn from what you heard, should increase. If somebody gives you good financial information and you listen, your finances should increase. If somebody, Sister Lee say it did. If, and Sister Cheryl said mine did too, and mine did too. I'm doing stuff I ain't never done before. Because I heard what somebody said, I believed it, and got on it. See, I know what a lot of people, when they've been hurt, it's hard to walk out on faith and just do something because you heard it. I know it's difficult to do that. I know you want to do what's within your own power. But the Bible says, God says, God says, without faith, somebody find me that scripture. Because I want you to know where that scripture is found. Because the whole word of God is based on you believing what you hear. Hebrews 11 and 4. Will you read that, Mike? What does it say? But what? Hebrews 11 and 6. But without faith, it is impossible. Somebody say impossible. It is impossible to please God. He is a reward of those that diligently seek him. That's what the scripture says. He is and he is a reward of them that diligently seek him. You got to know that from reading the word of God. When I was growing up, they used to sing this song, I know the Bible is right, something else is wrong. The Bible don't even contradict itself, so you got to know how to rightly divide the word of truth. So when you hear people saying it contradicts itself, it does not. You just need to read the whole matter. You can't just pick up one scripture, run with it, and say the Bible say this, unless it's a complete thought. When we're in school, there are some things that if you, it's called the law of one mention. If you heard it mentioned one time in the Bible, you really need to study. And then you need to find out who said it. And some stuff was spoken by, for our learning, the Bible said that we might grow, that we might increase. I want you to think about a good parent. That's all they want is the best for their child. I never met a good parent that says, man, I hope my child croak. I just want to see them live a destructive life right in front of my eyes. I want them to do everything that they can do to destroy themselves. No good parent wants to do that. But the Bible says that the devil comes to steal, kill, destroy. Have you ever had that happen to you? Then he crossed your pathway. But it wasn't God, which leads me back to my friend. And I said, I need you to listen to what I'm about to tell you. What you're going through has nothing to do with God. The fact that you're surviving it has everything to do with God. You're in it by your own choice. These were your choices that brought you here. Hear me, because I'm not going to let you blame God for what you chose to do. The Bible has given every human being free will. You can choose to do what you do. You can choose to live for him, and you can choose not to live for him. The scripture says, one of the disciples wrote it, that I said before you, life and death. I'm pleading with you. Choose life. But it's still your choice because it has to be. 
The scripture cannot turn around and say you're going to be held accountable for every deed done in your body, and then God didn't give you the right to choose the deed. It's your choice, and sometimes we don't choose well because we don't listen well. And sometimes, have you ever been in a situation where payday was way down the road from a choice you made way early in life? You ever, I don't know if anybody in here has ever experienced this, but you ever been in a situation where one lone voice, and that's all it takes, you just need to be listening. One lone voice tell you, don't marry them. What? Don't marry him, he ain't ready. Don't marry her, she ain't the one. But because you thought you were so in love, and love was so brand new, you thought love could conquer anything. You didn't know that joker wouldn't work to after you married him. You didn't know she was a hellion and until after y'all got married. And the Bible said it's better to be on a hot rooftop than inside a house with a brawling woman. You don't want to be in a house with a woman arguing with you all the time, setting it off every few minutes. They told you, hey, somebody said, listen, honey, don't marry her. But you thought, they don't know what they're talking about. They don't know her like I know her. Some people that listen to the word of God, that are filled with the Holy Ghost, they don't have to know your spouse. They just got to know that spirit. And when you encounter a certain spirit from the enemy, he is not a creator. Those spirits are the same. They've been working for thousands of years. Adam said, whoa, man, way back then. Man is still going, whoa, man, today. Ain't nothing changed. People are falling because we are looking more than we're listening. And the enemy can create anything you can look at. But when you listen to the Spirit of God, he can't do nothing about that. Nothing. He don't, the Bible says, the Bible doesn't say he's listening to and fro to see who he can devour. He's walking to and fro, looking, seeking whom he can devour. He's looking with his eyes. If you're looking with your eyes, then he can create something for you. But if you walk not by sight, but you walk by your spirit, there's nothing the enemy can do about that. You walk by your faith in the Son of God, that is between you and God, and there's nothing he knows about that. The only thing he knows is what he sees you do. That's it. That's why on last week when we talked about Peter, he was able to get Peter. Peter was all out there like he was confident. Do you know that your spirit can reveal what you're thinking, right? And he, he's all out there like he's all this, and I can handle it, and I'm tough, remember? Lord, bid me come on the water. He came, then he lost focus, started drowning. He was walking, then he got out there and said, Lord, Lord, I'm walking on water. Can't nobody walk on water. Lost faith and started sinking. The Lord had to reach down, pick him up, and pull him back up. Now, when the Lord is pulling him up, the Lord is standing on water. Come on. Peter, cut the man's ear off. Call himself protecting Jesus. 
Some of us in here are warriors, fighters, and everything. What you fighting for? What's your cause? What's the reason? He cut the man's ear off. Was that really for Jesus? Or is that really to prove you, the, you tough Peter? Because later when it came time to really stand up for Jesus. And all he had to say was, yeah, I'm with him. Of course he was going to risk his life, but it, all he had to say was, yeah, I'm with him. And then the Lord gave him three times. He said, Lord, I won't fail you. The Lord said, Peter, before the cock crows, before the rooster crows, you're going to deny me three times. Huh? We talked about it last week. Did you listen? Then you learned it's important to stand up for the Lord. I don't care who you're around. You can't deny him if you're listening. The Bible says this, if you're listening. Hear this word. If you're ashamed to own me before men, I'm going to be ashamed to own you before my Father which is in heaven. It ain't, it's no way around this. If you're listening to the word of God and applying the word of God, we shouldn't sound strange to each other. You shouldn't come to me if I'm balanced. Let me say that. If I'm balancing the word of God, you shouldn't come to me saying, oh, Pastor Brown, you're just trying to be too deep. Because anybody know I'm pretty balanced. I don't try to be too deep. You were doing the African dance this morning. But I don't try to be shallow either. I'm very real about my relationship with God. It's a lot of liberty in this walk, but I'm real about it. You shouldn't be robbing a store or going to get payday loans or not paying your tithes. Or I, I don't know them people. Well, I know those people, but you know what I mean. That's not by the Spirit of God. That's not walking by faith and not by sight. I'm going to lean on that. Because I'm, I'm leaning on that lately because so many of us want to see this building go up on the outside, but there are still people in here that don't, don't contribute to the cause. And they the main ones want to see the building. The people that tithe and give their offerings are the reason we're able to sit under these lights, sit on these pews, get the foundation fixed when we had to, repair the building. We got to tear this roof off if, it, if the rain ever give us opportunity. We got to replace this roof. We got a whole leak on the left side of this, on the right side, on my right side of this building. And the warranty is up on this roof. So we're about to replace this roof. Are we going to have a, a, a fundraiser to do that? No. Why? Because the tithers. Because of tithers. That's the only reason. And we save our money. We spend it right at this church. So we have it. But we don't have money for this over here. We got to inc increase for that. So if you haven't been on board, you need to get on board. Somebody say, listen. If you haven't been on board, it's not too late to get on board. Get on board. Tithe is one dime out of a dollar. So if you come here with a dollar and give a dime, to God be the glory. If you come here with $1,000, give 100 to God be the glory. Somebody need to walk in here with a million dollars and give <laughs> a few million. No, I'm just joking. God supplies the way he wants to. He could supply a bunch of builders to come in and build that building. I don't know how he's going to do it. I just know we need to do what we need to do. I know we need to hear the word of the Lord and apply it to our lives and do what we know what to do, do what we know we need to do. That's not just with tithes. That's in our walk with the Lord, period. If we hear the word of the Lord. Let me give you a couple of more scriptures because 
I do I um talk about things and it's important uh for us to know that how much the Bible talks about listening. James 1 and 19. And we you may have heard this passage before. James 1 and 19 reads, know this, know this. The scripture says with your mind you serve the Lord. So James 1 and 19 says know, which means use your mind. Know this, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. Quick to what? Quick to what? Quick to hear. But slow to what? Slow about talking. Some of us, we're just the opposite. Quick to talk. Slow to listen. Quick to anger. Slow to hear. So if you're in the middle of an argument with somebody, just stop and start listening. Stop just getting mad and keeping the fight going. Then y'all got to walk away mad. And, don't, and especially the Bible says not letting the sun go down on your wrath. If you go take that anger into another day, it's even more difficult to deal with the next day than if you had handled it that same day. But some of us don't want to handle it the same day because we're so angry. Now, I know that sometimes we get uh, mixed up because we, we want to talk. I'm a talker. We want to talk all the time. But listening is a very valuable tool. How about I give you, a, I'm going to give you a challenge at the end of this lesson. You know, I'm in this challenge mode lately. So I'm going to give you a challenge at the end of this lesson. And it's going to involve listening. So uh, prepare yourself. You know, we can easily jump the gun and we can make assumptions about people uh, when we're not listening. We, we didn't get all the facts. We ran away uh, with just half of the information. And you can be wrong because you didn't listen. And somebody can tell you, I didn't say that. Or if you're unsure about what a person meant before you answer. That's why it's good to be slow to speak. Before you answer, do something they call uh, parroting. Anybody in, um, like Sister uh, Patricia may be familiar with this. And parroting simply means, if you say to me, bring me a sandwich, I can say to you, uh, I'm not sure what you mean, but I'm understanding you to, to mean that you think I want you to go in the kitchen, make you a sandwich, and then bring you a sandwich. And then the person may say, oh, no, 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 I already have a sandwich in the refrigerator. I just need that one. You see what I'm saying? How you could just run off with what you think ought to happen. If you don't get clarity in the conversation, then there could be no understanding. And the scripture says in Proverbs, in all thy getting, get an understanding. If you can't get an understanding, you can't have an appropriate response to a conversation. So it's not about just me, and listening is an active, participatory thing. I'm actively listening. I'm paying attention to what you're saying. Like when I'm up teaching, uh, somebody, please, before next week, Sister Anita, can you get somebody to put some batteries in this clock? I keep, yes. I keep looking at this clock, and I looked at it now, and I was like, look like it's the same time that it was when I looked at it before. Now, see, I hope somebody was listening to me because there's some tall brothers in this room. 
before church is over, before we're out of this building, when we end our second service at 11 o'clock, <laughs> when we end our second service after church, we're everybody just sitting around talking and chit-chatting. One of these tall brothers need to get a, get a, uh, a batteries and put it in. Thank you, Brother Steve. Get some batteries and put it in the clock. So uh, a sister won't hold y'all for two hours in conversation because I just told you I'm a talker. Were you listening? Okay. Thank you for that. Yes. And let me know you're listening. The Bible teaches that love believes all things. That's 1 Corinthians 13, the love chapter. If you don't know what love is, 1 Corinthians 13, the Bible is clear about what love is. So you don't have to run around singing all these songs. You need to listen to these songs that you're singing because you're singing with your mouth. And it's with your mouth and confessions that God uses. You speak things into existence just like your father. So pay attention to what you're singing when you're singing. Don't be running around talking about, I want to know what love is. I want you to show me. I want to feel what love is. I'm going to say 1 Corinthians 13 will help you know what love is. Love ain't just butterflies in your stomach and all of that. That could be uh, gas. The love ain't just that. I understand that feeling. I done had butterflies before where you just want to see that person all the time, talk to them all the time. But uh, anybody here married, don't you know eventually butterflies die? Butterflies can die. It look like they show up every now and again. You got to maintain it. But you don't walk around butterflied all the time. Because sometimes you got to make the kids lunch. You got to get school done. Bills got to be paid. And when you paying bills, you ain't feeling no butterfly. Especially if, some, especially if you can't meet the need. And it look like the other person don't want to work. Ain't no butterflies flying in. You, but you still got to know what love is. Are you listening? Because love then steps in and say, you hope all things. My baby may not be working now, but Lord, I hope. <laughs> I just believe a job going to break through for them tomorrow. It believeth all things. Lord, I trust you. It trusts. Love does that. And if you hoping and believing, you can't be up in that man's face talking about what he's not doing. You can't be up in her face talking about what she's not doing. Because your trust ain't in them. Your trust is in the Lord. Now, if you heard that little voice that said, don't marry them, and you ignored it, well, here you are. Now you want to try to resolve it like uh, Malcolm X, by any means necessary. You just in so much discomfort, I'm going to resolve this by any means necessary. I'm going to leave you in the closest trash bag. You're like, right, deuces, I'm out. Because <laughs> you don't want to feel the discomfort. But if you had listened, you would have never had to tell anybody else about that person. Because, see, you may leave them by the wayside, but should you ever get married again, somebody's going to want to know about this person you used to be with for 30 minutes. It's important. If I was to marry somebody... It would be super important to me if you were divorced and you had been married one year. That would be important to me because I got to investigate why you were only able to be married one year. What the world happened? It might be a legitimate excuse, but baby, we sure gonna have to talk about it. 
It might be a legitimate reason, but I need to know. But you got to tell them. You can't ignore them. You can ignore and some, even some relationships that you got in that you never got married. If those changed you, they're a part of you. You listening? Are you listening? That's the hope of the relationship with our Lord. That it will change you. Become a part of you. But he comes to make you better. And make your life better. But you have to be listening. And then learn it. And then apply it. Or else, your life won't be better. You can't just listen to TV commercials telling you what to do and take your truck down a title loan to get some money. You can't just listen to that. I heard on, I heard. You hear me? The Bible says that the devil is the prince of the power of the air. Now I know in your mind you're thinking just this air. No, God controls the world. But right now, you're in the day where the devil is the prince of the power of the air. Take it from somebody that used to work in radio. Radio is called airwaves. Television is called airwaves. So when you listen, honey, listen to what you hear on television or you hear on the air or you heard somebody talking about the news I heard somebody say, and when you hear all of that and you decide to apply it, ask yourself, did it make me better? If it didn't make you better, then don't waste that experience. Tell somebody and hope they'll hear. Because I'm telling you what places like Title Loan is hoping is that you get your truck down there and you're not able to get it back. Either one or two things, if you're not able to get it back, which means you're going to have to keep playing on that title loan, which means you just picked up another bill and you don't have your truck. Well, you got your truck, right? Is that, does it work like that? Do you get to keep your truck as long as you pay on the loan? Okay, so you're in your truck, but now you got a truck note and a title loan on it. And you're paying for insurance and gas and maintenance. All the stuff you had to do before, Plus, you got a title loan. Struggle it out. Let it go. If you got something you couldn't afford, just take that pride hit and let it go. If you can't get a car till your income tax come, you can't afford a car. Just don't do it. Just because you got a down payment don't mean you can make a monthly payment. On that, and full coverage insurance and maintenance and gas and oil and tires. And tires ain't cheap. I just replaced mine. And I said, Lord, I remember tires used to be like $30, $40 a piece. I got to pay a hundred and something dollars a tire per tire. A car is expensive. If you listen to me, I told somebody the other day, I started getting rid of my car and started riding Lyft or Uber or something. For as much as I go around, it might be cheaper. But if you're listening when people are trying to talk to you, if you're listening to what the word of the Lord says, if you listen to God say just today, be quick to listen, 
slow to speak and slow to anger. If you listen to that, that'll change your life right there. That'll change your life if, if, if you stop making assumptions or if you listen to what the scripture says about love, what true love is. Read that out of 1 Corinthians 13. Some people have it read at a wedding because they think it's beautiful, but they know they're going to need those principles when you get inside of a wedding, when you get inside of a relationship with anybody, a friendship. You need the same love principles need to apply. When you're just sharing with a fellow man or somebody you may not even know. So you don't want to run off because you have heard something. You don't want to run off because you didn't listen and hear the whole matter. You want to be able to listen to the whole matter and then be increased. Amen? You can't give an answer before you hear something. The Bible says that will bring you to shame. A folly, or you're just joking around. That's out of Proverbs 18 and 13. Be slow to speak and quick to listen. Here's our final scripture for today, coming from Proverbs 25 and 12. Like a gold ring or an ornament of gold is a wise reprover to a listening ear. This uh, uh, commodity of gold, I don't know, I'm wearing, I tend to like silver, so it's valuable to me but gold is valuable to other people. So it's like if gold is very valuable, if you're around somebody who's able to help correct your behavior, something that's going wrong in your life, and you're listening, that's a very valuable thing to have in your life. Instruction, instruction and correction is only going to help somebody that's listening. How about you send your kid to school every day and they saying, I'm going to school every day, mama, but I ain't going to listen to that teacher. I ain't listening to nothing they have to say. You know we're going to have to have a conversation. How come you're not doing good in math? Because I don't listen to her. I don't even like Miss Jones. I don't listen to nothing she say. And black parents are going to say, oh, you're going to learn today how to listen to Miss Jones Mr. Jefferson, Mr. Jakes, Principal, <laughs> when you get back tomorrow, you're going to want to listen to everybody. But you know what? Your God is the same way. Except he don't have a belt or a switch, but the scripture says he chastens those that he loves. You get off track too much, you're going to realize that God has allowed some things to happen in your life because you just don't get the message. And he refuses to have a child keep going in a contrary way. Keep destroying their lives and the lives of the, those around them. God ain't having that. Not if you gave your life to him. And you walk around saying, I'm a believer and, and I'm a Christian. And you walk in his name or I'm a disciple of Christ or a son of God or Daughter of God, whatever you say, I'm, it says that I'm listening to the word of God and I'm living a God-like life. I represent the Father. And then you walk around and you want to slap somebody every time you get upset. No, when I grew up, now this didn't happen to me because I wasn't this kind of kid. But some people, black people got a different way of doing things. I don't know if other cultures do this. But some people, if they had a problem with their kids, Biting other kids. You know what I know some parents will do? Bite them. 
And I was like, somebody said it was effective. And so you say, this is how another kid feels when you bite them. So if you out there biting people, you know I'm just using that as an example, right? If you out there doing things that's hurting people, even yourself, God can show you what this looks like. It's going to get in your face eventually. And you're going to have to hear this word one way or the other. You got some children, and in my closing, I'm going to say this, and then I'm going to give you the challenge. You have some children that you can just talk to, and they'll hear you. But you got some children, they don't believe fat meat is greasy. So you have to show them that I mean what I what, what I say. They're going to listen one way or the other. I mean what I what. You serve a God just like that. You didn't come up with that. Where do you think that came from? He got some children, they can read this word, and children, amen, and start applying it to their life. I love you, Lord. I, I'm so in love with God. I want to do what the Lord says, and even them make mistakes, but then they come to the Lord and say, Lord, forgive me. I didn't want to do that. I don't want to live like that or whatever. Restore me. Help me get back to a way that I can please you. I just want to please you. God got children like that. Not living a fault-free life, but aware of when they fault or when they err, or when they just do wrong, and they ask God. Don't walk over it. They have a conversation with the Father. But God got those kids, and some of them are in here. God got those kids that's going to leave here today and act like they ain't heard nothing. Now that's when I need to drop the mic. The whole lesson was about, do you hear what I hear? And I guess you're going to say, no, I ain't heard nothing. Well, the lesson was about listening. So if you didn't hear anything, you certainly didn't hear. So your challenge between this Sunday and next Sunday when we meet again is to listen more than you talk. That's the challenge. To find yourself this week listening. Try not. If it's not necessary, try not to be guilty. You hear me, April? Because this, I know this, uh, I know this apply to me and you, especially. This is gonna be a hard challenge for us. I don't know anybody else in, in here that talks as much as we do, but this is gonna be a super hard challenge for us. Try not to interject anything in a conversation that's not necessary. All your fluff and all, which means you can't even get into an argument this week. What? That ain't necessary. Just put the truth on the table and don't you can't defend it. The truth ought to defend itself. And that person that you're talking to may not see it right then, but if it's the truth, eventually they will. Just leave it and leave it. Don't try to have any conversation or interject anything in a conversation this week that's not necessary, your job is to actively listen to a person on this week. That's it. A person's. Not one. 
everybody. Because we are improving. Somebody said, oh, Lord. Now, we are improving our listening skills. Because, listen, let me tell you something. If you pause and let a person talk long enough, you may not need to say that much. And sometimes when people are calling you, they don't really need to hear you as much as they need to be heard. But sometimes we're so busy talking, we don't realize that's what happened. So I want you to see if you find out something this week while you're listening, even to your children, more than you're talking. Now, I'm not saying sometimes a joke is necessary. It may happen this week. I'm telling you to do what's necessary. I'm not telling you to become a zombie. But I'm telling you all that extra fluff in a conversation is not necessary Let's try to line up with what the word of the Lord says. Let's find the scripture. Oh, Lord. The word of the Lord talks about that our conversation needs to be yay and nay. And much more than that, the scripture has a description for it. All right, let me try to find that right quick. That's the beauty of the internet, right? If anybody finds it um, before me, then let me know, and we can uh, read that scripture so that we can have it in our spirit. We can hear from God. We won't have to leave here saying, Pastor Brown said. Matthew 5 and 37. Can you read that, sister? Patricia? Matthew 5 and 37. But let your communication be yay, yay, nay, nay. For whatsoever is more than that coming of evil. But let your communication be yay, yay, nay, nay. For whatsoever is more than these commit cometh of evil. So then we know that Unless your heart is the right kind of heart, then you, you need to really limit the amount of conversation that you're having because something more than that of evil does not necessarily mean that you're going to start talking crazy. You can start lying. If you get beyond that, you can start uh, being insulting to somebody or you can start demeaning somebody. Your conversation can start leading to something that's not God-like or does not represent the heart of God. So I want you to think about that, but also put this in your arsenal of stuff, of, of scriptures, Colossians 4 and 6, because that's, that's going to be part of your challenge for the week to kind of help you to know what direction can I go in with my conversation should I have to speak to somebody about something. The scripture says, let your conversation be gracious and attractive. This is a New Living Translation, so that you will have the right response for everyone. Let your conversation be gracious and attractive so that you will have the right response for everyone. So I'm going to refer you back to last week's lesson that says inspire. Breathe into somebody something positive if you must say more than yay or nay. Yay or nay being yes or no are just the answer to the situation. The answer. 
may not be yes or no, but just the answer to the question. And watch people going to say, why are you not saying nothing? Why are you not talking? Why are you so quiet? Then you're going to really find out how much you talk. Now listen, the talkers of the world, we need it. We are needed. Because some people don't have no conversation. And if we didn't bring up conversation, we both just be sitting there listening to crickets. Now there's a time and a season for everything. But this week the challenge is to listen starting Monday morning when your feet hit the ground. After 10 o'clock service today, starting Monday morning, when your feet hit the ground, between Monday and Friday, I'm going to say that, between Monday and Friday, Monday morning at 7, Friday night at 7 p.m. From Monday morning at 7 till Friday night at 7 p.m., your goal is to listen more than you talk. Only answer what you've been asked. Monday morning at 7 a.m., between Friday and Friday at 7 p.m., your goal is to listen, honey, more than you have to talk. Look, I know you're scratching your head. I'm scratching mine. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what I'm going to do because my phone rings all the time. The goal is to listen, not talk. You don't even need to go around starting conversations unless you need to. If you're at work and you need to start a conversation about where some supplies are or if the, you know, whatever is going on, or if your goal is to listen. Somebody may come to you and they really need to talk to you about something. It's okay to talk to them, but it's not okay to babble. Answer what you've been asked. Anything more than that, keep it to yourself. I want you to experience something this week, and if you don't do it like that, you're not going to have the experience. From 7 a.m. Monday morning to 7 p.m. Friday, the goal is to just listen. Answer what you've been asked. And if they keep asking you stuff, keep answering. Now, Sister Rollins is in a different situation because she's a counselor. So she's going to have to counsel these people. If you're in that situation where your job requires that you counsel somebody, that's different. But even then, you need to listen more than you're talking. Because they're the ones with the problem. So you need to hear what they're bringing to you. You can't jump up with a solution. Remember the example about the sandwich? You can't jump up offering an answer and you don't even really know what the full situation is. You won't know the full situation if you don't practice, act, practice, practice listening. People will talk to somebody they know will listen. But if they know you're quick to speak and slow to listen, it's difficult for me to bring my situation to you. So no arguments this week. Hold out. Wait till next week. Hold it. Drink a glass of water. Hold it in your jaws. Refuse to argue if that's what you got to do to make it through this week's challenge. We're going to talk about it next week, and we're going to have some team-building ex exercises next week that involve listening. So I want you to listen and be ready. If you've been listening, I'm going to know next week by the way you respond to some things. 
right? I'm going to know you've been listening. You should learn something this week. I know April and I will learn because I'm going to get real quiet tomorrow. I'm just going to listen. Get you a journal. Get you a notepad. Write down what you've learned. If you learn anything, use your phone, use the memo on your phone, and say, I just learned this this week about whatever, including about yourself. I just learned this this week, that I'm a good listener. I learned this this week, that I'm a horrible listener. I learned this this week that, I, that helped me increase in wisdom. I learned something new, and I applied it this week because I heard this. We're going to be hearing, we're going to be listening, applying, learning, increasing this week between 7 a.m. Monday morning, 7 p.m. Friday night. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for the word of the Lord. You said you sent your word, and it healed us from all of our diseases. And Father, we know this week we're going to become more and more like you. Father, you're a God that listens all the time. You don't slumber. You don't sleep. Whenever we want to call on you, you're right there, and you hear our every cry. Father, on this week, make us more like thee. We want to hear the cries of our brothers and sisters that may have gotten lost in the noise of what's going on in this world, the noise of so much talking or so much television or so much radio, and we didn't hear them. We didn't hear completely what they said, God. We didn't understand it. So let us increase in hearing this week. Slow to speak, slow to anger. Let us hear, even when people are talking to us in a passionate way, let us hear what they mean to say, even in the noise. Let us be able to hear through your spirit. And God, let us be gracious in our response. Let us have the right answer that will inspire them to go further, that will inspire them to do the right thing and have the right kind of relationships or walk in the right direction. We want to be inspirational to people. We want to encourage them. This week is going to be because we listen to them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.